to the next installment of the track stack podcast hello, hello. we're gonna yeah you have the freshest flu a little bit don't you yeah, yeah i got that <laughs> freshest flu bro no uh well i don't have covid that's what matters got a test yesterday covid free yeah so. thank you yeah happy <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic news yeah um so on this mammoth episode i think uh, judging from how much we have to cover, I th- yeah, I think it will be a bit of a bit of a Goliath. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going through the entire discog of one of the biggest bands to have ever to have ever graced the earth, in my opinion. hundred percent, they have to be. Yeah. We're going to be covering Coldplay in their entirety. Yeah, so, so there's a lot eight. to go through. Studio. I hope that. I really hope that's right now. Eight. Yeah. Is that what you got? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> okay. That's a good start. At yeah. Least. Yeah. Nice. Um, all eight. We're gonna go. Not chronologically. We're gonna do how we did the Strokes once. So we'll go literally from the worst album to the best, comparing each other's. Um, and I've just got like a, I've got the worst to best list, and then a rating out of ten for each one. Yeah, yeah, okay, same. I have an out of ten. Nice one, nice and simple. For everything. Um, I feel like... Should we do a foreword on them? Because, I don't know about you, but to me, they're one of those, like, childhood bands I started listening to when I was... Well, like, I've been listening to Coldplay for as long as I've been listening to music, you know? Yeah, I was um, going through the first few albums. I was like... Like, obviously, I didn't recognise all the titles and stuff, but every... Almost every single, maybe not so much on parachutes, but Rush of Blood to the Head and X and Y. That like um that was stuff my like dad would play all the time, and mm. you hear a lot of it on the radio all the time. So I was like, oh shit, I actually know like all of these songs. Yeah, realise. So that kind of helped a bit with the writing. Um, but it was it was we, uh, I don't know. There was like something different to this, going through it. It was like attacking my own childhood, you know what I mean? When I had to shit on a song. When I was listening to it, I was like, you know what it is? It is like a bit shit, but, you know. Parachutes? Like, so I'm a few months older than Parachutes. How crazy is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's fucking insane. That's pretty wild, actually. Like, what? So, like, (laughs) I've been been alive for as long as Yellow has been a release song. That's just insane to think about, you know? Yeah, that's true. Although, I don't know, I... I don't really normally think of Yellow as that old. I yeah. just kind of think of them as in like a bunch with with their other hits or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, one of the biggest bands ever um, from from the UK themselves. Chris Martin the, and the others. Yeah. Will, Cha- <laughs> Will Champion. Let's not bother. Yeah, yeah. Chris Martin, Will Champion. That's the guy the Berryman. Yeah. And Ch- Chuck or something? <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no idea uh, we'll look at the members now we do our research <laughs> literally the only reason I remember this is from like uh, no don't go on coldplay.com is from uh, like reading other people's stuff on it and they would refer- Johnny Buckland I j- the Buckland in Buck is what I was thinking of when I said Chuck by the way okay um, but yeah no fair enough 
They've been together since 1996. What the yeah. shit? Yeah, that's pretty wild looking at it. Yeah. Um, shit. Thinking about it, we, if we released next year, we technically were together since 2018, since 2018, so that's four years to make an album, you know. So fair play to them. Oh, yeah. What do you think about it? Holy shit. Yeah. And they didn't have COVID. Yeah. Anyway, besides oh, that... Oh, yeah, and they didn't have COVID. I was going to say, let's get this album out, but no, fuck COVID. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have COVID. You have an bro. extra year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go from worst to best in uh, our mm-hmm. own order. Yeah, yeah. Do okay. you want to go first? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Okay. I'm actually... I'm really excited, because... <laughs> um, just to say... Sorry, just actually before we kick off, I was going through, um, like, reviews and stuff just to see if... You know, you do, like, see what other people think and see if they agree and stuff. I was going through a lot of the rankings. Almost all of them were not just different, but, like, really different. Yeah, I, I went think... on two in a row, which had the... Most of them ha- either didn't have everyday life or a head full of dreams, mm-hmm. just because, like, they were from a bit longer ago. But there was a couple in a row that had, like, their t- the top album, the last one, was in the bottom two of the next one. You know what I mean? So it's... Yeah. I it's actually really... surprised myself with how... Actually, no, I'll get to all that. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I realise there's a bit of a theme for a portion of mine as well, so... But we'll get into that as well. Yeah, okay. So my worst-rated album from Ooh. them was Everyday Life. Yes! Yeah, I, I for you. Yeah. I, I did not enjoy listening to it. It was an absolute crime. It was a shit joke. Like, see, when we agreed to do this, I was like, yeah, Sam Coldplay just got... Oh, they have... Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, we were saying... <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, the, that 2019 album that came out. Totally knew that existed. Um, I had no idea when so yeah. or what happened, but... Mm-hmm. But why is it why is it down there for you? Why is it down there for you? Um, it, it was like literally fucking all over the place, but in all the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. felt like experimental from their point of view, but it was like really, really messed up. And there was stuff like you know that song "Trouble in Town." Where it's like they have a sample of like some casual street abuse, like right in the middle of the song. Yeah, um, I was. Does the the racist cop, I think, from... It was, like, a specific... Oh, do you mean the one at the end? No. No, I think it's th- th- uh, through the verse, and I don't oh, think okay, it's... Fair enough. Yeah, the actually, I know. Thing. I think it's actually a guy just being like, oh, fuck you, mate, and it's yeah, just, yeah. like, a really... Like, it's like when you're outside of, like, a club and someone just gives you some random abuse, and you're yeah. like, okay. If I could sum this album up in two words, it would be virtue signaling. <laughs> Okay, yeah, fair enough. It is ab- some of this is absolutely horrific. It's so like it's just plain to see. And I was reading some of the stuff and like for like the track off Orphans, he was while he was on Jimmy Kibble, he was talking to some orphans from Syria and I was like, Okay, that's that's all well and good. Yeah, I remember hearing about that yeah. when it came out and I was like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It felt just... like a UNICEF ad rather than a Coldplay song. Yeah. <laughs> like some of this. Oh, God, some of this is pretty rough, I won't lie. One thing I will say, when Sunrise came in, that first track, I was like, oh. Uh, yeah. I kind of vibe into this. Yeah. It really it, it really caught me off guard, because obviously they've done string work and stuff before, nothing, just like a, not just like a string piece. And without any vocals, I was like, oh, maybe they're going, like, actually experimental instead of Coldplay experimental, <laughs> you know, in, in a yeah. quotation marks there. But, um... 
But yeah, then the next one just fucked it. Oh, church. Yeah. Um, the only one that I liked from this was uh, Broke N, because it has, like, the capital E. Uh-huh. And I was, like, the... Um, I thought I thought you might like that, because you're quite a, the fan of um, the Jesus is King, aren't you? Yeah, well. yeah, so yeah. You're a big, big fan of the gospel stuff. Uh, one thing I found with that is, like, it would be better if Chris Martin just wasn't there. Yeah. If that makes sense, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, his voice just doesn't fit the tone, what's happening. <laughs> See, if that was like a, just a normal gospel choir and they picked him to lead, everyone would be like, why the fuck's the weakest singer mm-hmm. leading? You know what I mean? But, no, I like the Weakest vibe, isn't like, he's, he's not a singer, but like actual like strength and passion in the voice yeah. as well. Oh. There was no soul there. Like mm. all the soul was from the surrounding singers, but yeah. it's like a... Like, it gave off the vibe of, um, he's, like, sitting at piano and, like, fucking everyone's just surrounding him, just, like, you know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clicking their fingers and vibing. Yeah. Um, one I actually didn't mind was, um, I don't think I minded too much, was Arabesque, which is the one with, it's got those huge, like, it's got the big 808s, and it's a bit oh, more of an expansive yeah. one. It's a bit more of a poppy one, but I was, like, um, it felt to me that they actually somewhat at least got they tried to fit in a lot of vibes and, you know, sort of worldly things in this. Whereas, this, um, but this is one of the only ones where it feels like they somewhat got like a, a tone to the song. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, it's pretty busy and moving along too fast and stuff. Um, the the saxophone work just goes on and on as well. <laughs> but um, It's such a shame, you know what I mean? Yeah. They even have like that one titled in Arabic, which is like, why... Like, why would you have an Arabic? Yeah. Like, it has no Arabic influence or anything. It's yeah. just uh, written in Arabic. Mm-hmm. Which, if I could still read Arabic, I could probably tell you what it says, but... Sound oh, damn, yeah. You search yeah. up. But wait, just wait till they've got a title in Russian. You're all over that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll be, but, I'll be um, flying. Even for Arabesque, yeah, I just put... Um, it just feels like the manager was like, whoa, lads, we need some uh, radio play here. Can we just... Uh, can we back it up? Can we back it up? Put this song in. Yeah. So um, just all in all an awkward album mm-hmm. and, and yeah no it was just like so much so much of the lyrics was like um I th- yeah I wrote some of that down in church is what it was like what I can't get through when for everyone everywhere you're answering every prayer it just feels like it's like it's just one of those where it's they're trying to be like oh we're speaking for everyone around the world we're mm. so worldly you mm-hmm. know what I mean which continues the theme into the, my next worst one, but I'll, um, I mean, I actually, do you want me to go next for the next one? Yeah, okay. I gave that a three out of ten, by the way. Yeah, same. Oh, nice. Three out of ten for oh me. God. See if we just go through this, we got the exact... Same. I got a head full of dreams next. Yeah, same. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Well, okay, okay then. Um... Yeah, we're just working backwards from the most recent stuff. Sorry, can I just say that I will sleep well easy tonight knowing that I'll never have to listen or talk about everyday life ever again. <laughs> so now we'll go on to a head full of dreams. Oh yeah, honestly, just if you haven't, you're probably the same as us at home. You're like, when the fuck did this happen? Not worth it. Just leave it. Leave it out. It's not worth it at all. Listen to Sunrise, actually. The opening track. It's beautiful. Broken as well. Broken's not. Yeah, Broken's yeah. not too bad, but uh, the rest of it is just not, not, not worth it. Um, yeah, everyday life for me, it's the, it's the same thing of, the, well, it's the same sort of tone 
in sort of complete innocence and like um, naivety almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, ooh, we love the world and stuff. Although it's a bit less obvious like lyrically and like trying to cram all these random cultures in to try and seem cultural. Um, and at least this sort of has an aesthetic, you know what I mean? It's got like a glossy sort of poppy, ritzy, ritzy. Uh, yeah, it's his head aesthetic. full of dreams. Yeah, head full of yeah. dreams. Yeah. Um, and I, um, but then when I was like, I was thinking that, but then when I went to, for each um, album, I put just like a, a couple favourites and a couple least favourites just for like reference when we're talking about them. But then I was genuinely like struggling to think of like favourite tracks completely. Um, but I had Birds Down and uh, Adventure of a Lifetime. Even though Adventure of a Lifetime in itself is just like the radio hit, you know what I mean? Okay. But, um, but I think at least it's got some, it sounds like it's written by a band <laughs> rather than... <laughs> Yeah. Like, just a producer, and then just throw Chris Martin on the song, so... Also, I had, um... Actually, I've got some of the notes on my phone, because I was sort of writing them on the go. I've been working quite a lot the past week, but I... Um, some parts of Birds gave me sort of, um... I think it's just the opening gives gives me, like, Kings of Leon vibes. I okay, what it is. I'm trying to remember how it goes, but I think it's maybe, like, the bass line. It's got a bit of bounce to it, almost like a bit of swing. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't mind birds too much. Um, but the, some of the rest of the tracks are, are pretty poor, I have to say. Yeah, birds was in my uh, top songs, mm-hmm. but so so even with like some of the more uh, highly rated albums for me, I felt like the A sides are like non skips, and then the B sides are like they really drag. There's a, yeah, there's one in particular later on I'll come to, but. Uh, I get, I get what you're saying. Definitely, the the vibe a lot of them is B sides. Like yeah, a, this album definitely drags. Sounds like they got the first five and they're like, right, this will be jammed out on the radio, but we need a release date, so let's just shit out another five <laughs> songs. Really. <laughs> also, <Shit out. laughs> yeah, literally. Also, I just like to say, uh, him for the weekend is an absolute criminal use of Beyonce as a feature. <laughs> yeah, Queen B does not deserve that disrespect of being used as like backup <laughs> vocals during a bridge of the song yeah you know i mean just fucking get her to sing on it i'd rather her than fucking chris martin i'll tell you that much <laughs> but a good song yeah. though did you like it i didn't mind it too much yeah, yeah. but like i think i just got clouded by rage you know <laughs> of how little she was on there because yeah. their vibe actually like would would have really suited her like that um there's like the booming eight oh eight, yeah, like the three really uplifting song as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the three eight oh eights in a row. It's quite specific, but you know, I can imagine her like hitting notes over that. But um, yeah, no, I put um, as the actual worst ones for me, I put Everglow and Ever Everglow. I didn't. I feel like it. Shit, you don't like Everglow? I think it's fine. Oh. It's another one where I feel like it could just if they'd written it fifteen years ago, it would be so much better. Yeah, that co- that like uh, chord riff. I think the bass, uh, piano chords are grand, but like the production just kind of ruins it for me. Okay, mm-hmm. they do have like an acoustic version of it that sounds a lot more mm-hmm. like parachutes. But yeah, yeah, no, the studio version is not that good. But I know, like my top three were Birds, uh, Him for the Weekend, and Everglow. Um, uh, oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So like the first, literally the first, like three tracks discounting. A Head Full of Dreams, which is yeah. the first one. It's like the whole like, A-side thing where it's like, yeah, like the first, you know, um, four to five songs are great. And then you just want to 
just die after. <laughs> you just <coughs> you just want to yeah. clamber deep into your soul and die. You just kind of like, why am I here again? Who am I listening to? Yeah, no, the so, yeah. the pointless Tovlo feature as well. I feel like they got to 2015. They're like, we've been running this game <laughs> for 15 years. What can we do? Get Beyonce and, and not give her a feature. But also, let's get Tovlo in to do some harmonies and, and not add fucking any dynamics to this song at all. Like, I read <laughs> featuring Tovlo and I was like, okay, okay, let's we see run, this. We run this fucking game, boys. <laughs> Maybe it was just a flex. It was all a big yeah, flex. Yeah, no, like, exactly. They were like, what can we do yeah. now? We're the biggest. They it's actually just... had a feature per song, but Beyonce and Tovlo were the only two to fall for it. <laughs> But it was I always said Tovlo, by the way, but now I think about it, why would it, like, love? Because I thought of it as, like, I think the T in the second name, no, the L in the second oh, name. Oh, okay, me. yeah. But, yeah, Tovlo. That's okay, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> um, it happens even to the professionals, as you see. I'm sure that'll make you people at home feel better, you peasants. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> but, no, this, uh, this album is, like, so lifeless because it's so polished as mm-hmm. well i feel it was just like yeah there was no human aspect at all it was like so robotically yeah. like you know stainless steel perfect it was like yeah it was it, like it dragged there was some like vocal loops and sort of string samples and stuff that were all right for, that were like carried throughout that were all right for me but yeah like i was saying it's like kind of like really glossy and yeah like lifeless because it's so overproduced, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah. Not for not for me at all. What is next on your list? Uh, wait, uh, before I move on, what did you give that out of 10? Oh, well, after this chat, I think I'm going to rate I was just doing them out of 0.5. I gave it a 4.5, but I think I would actually give it a 4. Yeah, I gave it a 4. Oh, shit, okay. I gave it a 4. We are just going to be matching the whole way through, aren't we? So, I'm not sure about this next one. Okay, yeah, yeah. What's what is next on your list? Coming in at five out of ten, we're like mediocre. Well, my next one is rated five out of ten. So okay, if, if is this this gonna be awkward? Uh, am I into X and Y? Okay, no, no, no. We changed. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Okay, yeah. What are you what are you saying? What are you saying about X and Y? Um. Well, yeah. The thing is that like. From here on out, it's like the albums are decent. They have some quality. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's a because it's a five out of ten. It's like average and above. Really. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to listen <coughs> to um to this album all the way through again. But like I've cherry picked the songs that I like and the ones that I do like. I genuinely you, you, yeah, yeah you would listen again. Um, yeah. but since this is their uh, third, third installment into their like trilogy of Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that it was, yeah, a bit like a bit of a downgrade compared to, uh, Rush of Blood to the Head. Yeah, and it's because they moved on to more like organ rock stuff, and it's just like there was just this again was like side A was so good the first like seven songs like mm-hmm. Square One, What If, White yeah. Shadows made me have a little tear in my eye <laughs> fix you talk as well talk is like such a good like rock song yeah yeah yeah. and there's x and y and you know uh speed of sound which are all really good and then you know there's like 
like till kingdom come and uh swallowed in the sea as well they're just so like i um tweet i had those down as like um that yeah I had those two down as my worst ones i've got it higher in my listing but i can agree with the it is just a weak ending on the whole I yeah really think. um definitely starts out strong when it finishes <clears throat> but i um not to give away too much for later but i enjoyed the sort of um the aesthetic it creates throughout like i think the synth and the organ stuff actually works well for it's it's moving away from parachutes and rush of the blood to that it's like uh yeah it's like it's almost like spacey the sound yeah especially opening with square one where he's saying i can't yeah, he's like oh the future is for discovering and the space in which we're traveling even though that's like lyrics with you know relating to that song i think they purposely did that as like for, if for the opening verse to be like, oh, we're traveling somewhere. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure. Um, there was a few, like a few of the opening songs that I thought were really cool. And um, what I noticed from listening to like the first uh, trilogy in a row, like the first three, mm-hmm. I noticed that um, not to shit on whoever the lead guitarist is, but like the lead guitar is usually very simplistic like yeah there's no like licks or you know hammer-ons or stuff it's usually just like very yeah like a very simple riff back and forth but it's yeah. the rest of the band coming together that um mm. that really uh, kind of elevates the song for the most and, part yeah a lot of the um on x and y and from onward a lot of the the I suppose probably X and Y thinking about it is the start of it for me. Like it, all their songs become like compositions rather than like a, like bits and pieces coming together. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It is really, yeah, it is like the whole band adding to it rather than any one bit being a driving force. Yeah, um, but I thought Talk was one of the few times that they got this simple guitar lead right because usually the thing that's doing all the work is the actual tone of the amp and the pedals and stuff yeah but talk like the actual guitar lead in that like it's actually a like a good one compared to like the other simple ones that are a bit like you know yeah i had it um like when i re-listened to it i was yeah i was listening to it and i was like that's one of the those guitarists where you or like say like you or Doe had written it you'd know straight away it can become a song it's mm-hmm. not like a part of a song you're like oh shit we can just base a song off of this or at least the very yeah. the start of a song yeah yeah that's one thing i know about that so um and tonally as well i quite like the guitar in that well. yeah yeah the tone's good and there are some other songs like what if that reminds me of have you heard of um uh, sorry seems to be the hardest word by Elton John. <laughs> no, I feel <laughs> it's like a very that. specific song, but oh, okay, the piano, yeah. like the chords, are almost the exact same, and it mm-hmm. just made me want to sing the Elton John chorus rather than the whole thing. Oh, okay, chorus, yeah, which is so funny. But I wonder, <coughs> like, I wonder if they actually um, uh, I took inspiration from that song, but I thought that was funny, and also White Shadows. I felt had. Um, well, I can't say for sure, but it sounds like these bands uh, nowadays, like, uh, like Metrimony and Everything Everything, where it's like that kind of uh, pop indie sound, where it's almost mm-hmm. electronic. I feel like White Shadows was almost the root of that kind of electronic pop indie 
band yeah. sound. Although, yeah, maybe this album isn't like, you know, as big as and statement or influence like specifically to certain bands. If th- now you're saying that, it certainly feels like it could have spawned a lot of like yeah. it'll probably be their bands like their favorite Coldplay albums are among yeah them. yeah because this is quite old but that sound is so familiar because now it's all over you know mm-hmm. it's actually all over the place like a lot that. more now yeah uh so yeah and then also just other songs like uh like speed of sound and stuff they just they have so many influences i feel in this album it's like um, I kind of after listening to like Radiohead and Pink Floyd, it almost has that spacey vibe of just new synths and yeah, just giving a kind of um, like a feeling of air throughout mm-hmm. the whole album rather than you know just yeah rock and roll yeah so mm-hmm. it's a good album but it's like <coughs> um the b-side makes it mediocre in my opinion so it's one that i would again like just cherry pick the songs i like and then uh yeah that is fair enough listen to the highlight reel basically i can understand that i had um ghost stories up next um oh, okay Despite yeah. I was I was surprised by my own listening going into this, um, because like I've always had a soft spot for ghost stories. Although I knew it wasn't, um, like the quality wasn't there compared to the their original stuff, definitely. But I thought even it would be higher just because my soft spot for it. But like listening to it again fully through, which I haven't done in a while, it does just feel like like a Chris Martin passion project. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which isn't always a bad thing. But um, the there's a so magic and ink for are t- two of my favorites of the song, and they sort of nail like a it's a it's just a catchy riff to open. There's a nice drum machine, and then you know those layers come in. But even though his his uh, lyrics aren't that um, deep and appealing, he's got like an intimacy to his voice. It's not there's not too much effects on it, so it sort of sounds like you're you're kind of, yeah, it's like, like an intimacy that you're feeling those emotions with you. Like he's talking to you as a friend or something, you know yeah. what I mean? So I thought that effect was quite good. But then they start to lose that with um, like true love and stuff that goes on later on. So I kind of thought they lost that tone, which I thought was effective in it. Also, even though he was coming off of a divorce with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, I think his wife yeah, was. Yeah, it was. And not to, you know try and reap entertainment out of like a sad situation but he would have thought yeah you would have thought like lyrically at least it would have been more like there would have been more metaphors or depth in general whereas a lot of the tracks are just like surface level um even magic has like probably my favorite track on there it's just like it's it's like I call it magic when I'm with you. You're like, okay, well, that's really, wow. Yeah. If I said that to a girl, they'd be like, okay. <laughs> All right, can we, can we just yeah. watch Netflix, guys, please? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, no, I think, and then, sorry, a Sky Full of Stars is an absolute aberration to have on this album. <laughs> I didn't it's realize so... Avicii actually, like, worked on it. Yeah, yeah, he did. As yeah. a producer, and now that just makes sense, because it's just an Avicii song with a Chris Martin feature. Yeah. Um... Midnight as well, actually, I didn't mind too much because it's, um, I do like a bit of ambient music and it gave me sort of, I don't think Brian Eno produced on this, but I think he produced on previous stuff, but it gave me like Brian Eno vibes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, a lot of the tracks are sort of 
almost like fake deep and sort of melodramatic. And um, the idea of like just getting a good riff, putting a drum machine behind it and putting his voice on there only really works if you layer it up right and it worked with his sort of intimate like lyrical style whereas once yeah. it started getting more reverby and spacey it wasn't uh, wasn't as effective for me so I'm gonna have to <coughs> I'm dying here I'm gonna have to refill my water so there's no cuts last week but gonna have to be a cut this week mate. Oh, but I'll crack open my yogurt just now <laughs> I'm back I've popped a strepsil got the water ready to go that was very quick Mm. So I'll piggyback I'm used to off of and stuff quickly. So. <laughs> um, so I'll piggyback off of your rating because Ghost Stories is my next one, mm-hmm. which I you gave did a seem six. quite understanding when I, uh, when yeah, I said that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I gave it a five, by the way. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, f- yeah. For me, it's much of the same. Songs like Magic and Ink and Midnight as well. There was my. Top three oh, and bro. midnight. We're so insane. Oh my god. <laughs> midnight hits different when you're driving in the car and you have like the fucking booming bass mm-hmm. and the yeah yeah. That's such a like the layers are so good in that song, especially the opening. Um, I think it's like a guitar plug. You know the. Yeah, there's a lot of effects it's, on this one where it was so like I really couldn't tell mm-hmm. what effect they were using, but it was it was good for the moment. Yeah. Know? Uh, yeah, Midnight's probably my favorite song off of it. Like, it's such a, mm. like, like in my opinion, it's not a Coldplay song because it doesn't sound like them at all. It's like they really dig into that falsetto range, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even sound like Chris Martin for for quite a lot of the song anyway. Mm. Especially the layered, the vocals are so layered. It's like, yeah, it just sounds like a like a, a bunch of anonymous. Yeah, you know I mean, rather than his tone. Uh, yeah, and like I won't um, repeat the stuff you said but yeah like a sky full of stars is just an awkward like fucking EDM thing they just threw in there because again <laughs> we should do we're Coldplay we can <laughs> they're just like we're Coldplay we've been running this shit for a while let's get a VG in the studio and, yeah uh, just, that is, that is another big dick energy move from them <laughs> but like at that point between ghost stories and a head full of dreams they they just decided you know we need one like centerpiece track which for this was a sky full of stars. Yeah. And the rest is all, you know, that will just get filled naturally by, by you know, whoever yeah. else. And Chris, it was... The rest of the band meets with Avicii. They're like, oh, what are you going to do for the rest of them? They just point to Chris Martin crying in the corner. They're like, he's got he's got the summit in love. It's fine. I can't remember where I, where I read this. I need to find the article, but um, the producer on Ghost Stories sent Chris Martin away for, like, literally weeks at a time um, while the band worked without him to see what they can come up with, uh, which is kind of sad. Oh, right. I thought you'd be like, oh, they sent him like into isolation to see what he would come up with. No, 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 what they would come up with. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you can just... You can <laughs> deal with the divorce now. You're busy right now. Well, that kind of explains, like... It kind of explains, like, the lyrical, you know, shallowness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you, you know, like, the the deepest songs you want to be like a create it's all like one creative process like the lyrics are inbuilt with everything yeah so yeah so it's not an album i would recommend listening to in full but i think especially not when you're in a good mood I'll tell you yeah, that much, but yeah. 
But no, Midnight like really raised this album for me because it's such a such an unexpected gem mm. from the band. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, cool album. But it's a six for me. So That's like, fair enough. Sli- slightly above average. So, um, okay, so I think it's me next. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, after after Ghost Stories, I had Milo Zilotto. Yeah, same. Just a oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> At least the X and Y is in a different place, but yeah. Um, I rated this one a five, five and a half out of ten. It, um, it's one. This is similar to, pardon me, Ghost Stories. But like Ghost Stories, always knew like the quality was like even when I first heard, it, I was like okay, like but you know it just kind of hits different me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm twelve. I'm crying about ink. <laughs> I, I carve your name in my shoulder, whatever he said. But no, Milo's I lot. I was fully expecting to go back to it and be like, oh shit, this this is like a banger. But um, I have to say that the opening of the album is so, it's so intensely busy that it's just incredibly distracting. And like, I used to love Hurts Like Heaven and like, I still like Paradise as well, but Hurts Like Heaven for me is just such, I, I get like, you know, some songs with intensity have like a charm to them, but this is just like too much. And there's so many, background like synths like three different guitars going on you can but you barely hear the bass through a lot of it i'm pretty sure yeah there's a and, lot of shit going yeah on. And there's a lot of shit going on and it's like that's a fine thing you can go for but i think it's nailed towards the middle towards the middle like every teardrop is a waterfall is one where i went back and it's as good as when i like first heard it yeah and i think that's just a better version of some of the opening tracks like um charlie brown and hurts like heaven um do you know about like the, the the concept of this album? Yeah. So basically, no. I yeah I didn't realize it until doing the the research for it for this, but it's basically meant to be based around like two protagonists, Milo and Zilotto, who are like f- male and female, um, living in like a dystopian society and trying to fight the authority, like fight the power. Okay. I don't know too much other than that, but um. Some of the songs make a bit more sense now. Like, you know, on Major Minus, he's got the... He's like, oh, one eye watching you, one eye on what you do. Yeah. Major yeah. Minus is the villain of this story, as it were. Like, he's the big... One of the, you know, guys trying to keep these people down or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it makes a bit more sense. It's a bit less creepy now. Um, I hear that. Rather than just one eye Chris Martin just screaming, one eye watching you and one eye on what you do. Major Minus was actually one of the top ones for me as well. So I had... Um, us against the world, like quite liked. Every tear is a warfall, and Princess of China. Yeah. Um, Major Minus was a good one for me as well, though. Like I quite like that acoustic guitar tone, and that's another one where they actually build it. It feels like the build ups like earned. Mm. You know what I mean? Similar to every tear is a warfall. Um, but yeah, this. <coughs> Jesus Christ, I'm dying. Not to spoil it, although I am just way too. I had X and Y just above this. But it was ex- like I was flipping around it constantly because they feel like the direct inverse of each other, like. X and Y bangs to begin and then tails off like pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, the opening was just like too much for me. And then like they sort of find the rhythm in the middle section, as it were. Right. And um, and yeah, that was just a general tone for me. The overproduction on the first couple of tracks was just too much. And Princess of China is how you use a pop queen's feature yeah. properly. That shit. I was re-listening to that like, oh shit, why did I not bang this? Like, I used to like it, but that, that, that shit's fire, bro. Yeah, Rihanna got me singing Could Have Been a Princess with no shame. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> they actually, 
those two vocals I didn't expect like dovetail so well like yeah like Chris Martin and Rihanna you couldn't really imagine it but like the just the vibe of the song the sort of messaging and then like going back to back off each other just works really well yeah Banging. Ferris I had slightly different favourites from this mm-hmm. I thought Major Minors was shite really? <laughs> yeah no, I don't okay, like it enough. at all I wasn't sure about the chords to begin but I like the I like the acoustic tone, yeah, and then I thought mm-hmm. I built into something better, but I can, I can understand that. Um, but my favourites were Paradise, obviously, like which in this case is the centrepiece of the yeah. whole album, and uh, Charlie Brown as well. Mm-hmm. I uh, Charlie Brown was one of the first songs I learned on guitar, mm-hmm. and I remember, like, you know, the opening acoustic is so, like, powerful, and so I was like, yeah. fuck, I just want to play this song so bad. I was struggling so hard to play it, I remember, but, like, uh, Charlie Brown always is, like, my first guitar song, really, that I've mm-hmm. learned to play, so whenever I listen to it, that's the uh, first thing I think of, is like, I wish I was Coldplay right now. <laughs> the opening synth was, like, really, really good as well, mm, like, both, yeah. like, uh, the opening synth sounds like um, the one from On Call by Kings of Leon, you know, mm-hmm. like, the busy jungle and night sound, Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so many layers to that song, and then... Some of my others was uh, was every teardrop is a waterfall. It's yeah, a fucking good song. That one nails. I think what like, yeah, some of the early ones are trying to. Yeah, and it's like, it's really. It like if oh, I don't know it if it, think about it, it's like it feels really emotional. Like actually, given like what they've got in their locker, you know, like all the classics. This for me is like really. You're like oh shit, this is popping off, and when those drums come in for the outro. It feels like so earned, and it just feels like just like yeah. perfect, basically. Yeah, I, I think they really did so that. To be fair, and yeah, just this like this is uh, yeah another example of like an A side being really good, and then for me it drops off. Apart from uh, Princess of China, like the rest of the B side mm-hmm. was. I'd like, I'd a lot less for Up in Flames, Hopeful Transmission, Don't Let It Be Your and Up with the Birds. Yeah, yeah. Um, although. I did have Up With The Birds. I can imagine, like, that being on the newest Strokes album. Like, I could imagine okay. it with a stronger voice and with, like, less reverb and then, like, a clearer synth, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like, at, like, at your door vibes, you know what I mean? Just, like, just the synth and the voice. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. But then, again, like, it's not necessarily a compliment to the song that like, you can imagine it being done a lot better by a different band, so, yeah. you know. Definitely yeah. the tail end does go off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what did you give the album? So I gave Milo's a lot of, yeah, a five and a half. I gave that one. Oh shit, that's pretty savage. Okay, I gave it a seven. Yeah, I'm being a bit harsher, <laughs> on, uh, being a bit harsher than you on these. So wait, what have we got so far? So I had, um, I'm just waiting for it to load, but from what I can remember, Everyday Life, Head Full of Dreams, Ghost Stories, Ghost Stories Milo's a lot. Milo's a lot. Yeah. So you've gone back. I've just gone backwards. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was saying to you earlier about there's a bit of a... I totally didn't realise until I was looking at it. I was like, oh, shit. I've literally just gone backwards in time. So Well, I've done X and Y as well. So so is it your turn mm-hmm. just now? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, my next was X and Y after okay. that. So okay. we have the same top three, as as, as I see. Oh, yeah. Um, we've just like swapped X and Y at different positions I think X and Y ghost stories or whatever but um, you know for me like the I can understand like I agree it definitely tails off 
um, the back end of this this album. But I think yeah, songs like Square One, Talk, Fix You is pretty iconic. But I think again, songs like The Scientist and um, other songs that are escaping me right now, more they're like piano ballads are better than yeah, that one. Yeah, but like it's still a good track. And then uh, yeah, White Shadows as well is pretty banging. And they actually quite effectively use like the synth. An organ sound like it's not just a synth. It's like the it's, it's weird. It's a sound you wouldn't normally associate working in, but they work in quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, Milo's a lot in this were kind of you know they were neck and neck, and I think they use a lot of the same sort of ideas with this the sort of synthy sound. Although Milo's a lot is a bit more poppy and sort of glitzy, and I do generally prefer when they are more sort of just rocking down to earth. So that's part of the reason this edged it as well. Yeah. Um, but for the, yeah, favorite tracks for this one, I had Square One, White Shadows, and. Um, Low was actually up there for me, but I don't think I would have put it in my favourite tracks, but um, I can't remember where that is on the track list. It was a bit later. But the rest of the later ones are you know, pretty shocking. But yeah, probably, yeah, Square One, White Shadows and Talk, probably. And then least favourite one, Swallowed in the Sea until Kingdom Come. And then, yeah, oh no, I, yeah, I just did my least favourite track. So it was it was close between Milo Zylot and this, but it's um that's just edged it. But So we have the top, or the same top three. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think it'll be in the same order. These ones, so Milo's a lot on X and Low I were close, but these ones flipped throughout. Like, the first one I listened to out of these three, I was like, oh, this is top. Yeah. And I listened to the next one, I was like, oh, that beats that. The third one, I was like, oh, that beats both of them. Okay. And then the first one moved up again, so it's kind of like, you know, they're mixing mixing in and about. But what do you have at number three? Viva La Vida. Okay, I got a rush of blood to the head, oh, so I think they are really going to be really going to be different. Um, okay. Different order. Um, yeah, Viva La Vida and Death All His... Whatever the fuck yeah, it's I just called. Viva La Vida. Death and, <laughs> Death and All This Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. <coughs> I thought for this album, yeah, like, th- uh, this is the first one out of their trilogy, which I see as a common thing with a lot of bands where it's like they they have a trilogy of very similar albums and then it's like something completely different. Yeah, we had that mm-hmm. with Strokes as well, which would yeah, yeah. And what was the other band we covered? Um, well, we did Kanye West. <laughs> oh but shit! He, no. What's it? Was his first three? Yeah. Well, he had he had this trilogy. And then oh the yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so it's, there's a it's lot kind of, of um, there's a lot of trilogies I've noticed like among big bands, and this mm-hmm. is like usually their fourth one is something of uh, dramatic change, and this is yeah, this is definitely you know, something they've decided to completely switch up in terms of style. Yeah. And I thought Life in Technicolor was a, such a good opening. Okay, thank God. I thought I wasn't... I can hear you guys such a... Trying to get the words out. I was like, oh, you better not show <laughs> No, no. Uh, yeah, absolutely such that. a good opening instrumental. Mm, but So good. But I just wish that it had some singing to it. Because well, I feel like have it's, you heard Life in Technicolor too? Off of the prospects march you just in. Oh no! So that that's just singing? it's just the same song, but it's like a full song. Oh right, right. It is, okay. and it's, that's really good. Like I, I listen to that rather than Life in Technical when I do listen. But Life in Technical is a great yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah. Because as an intro instrumental. Like I can't listen to Lost without hearing Jay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. But. Uh, <laughs> Like bagging, that was bagging feature. That was yeah another example where they're like, well, we're Coldplay. Yeah, we run this game. <laughs> Let's just get Jay Z in the studio. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, to be honest, I'm willing to bet that they met Jay Z through Kanye West when Chris Martin had appeared on graduation. Yeah, well, big, well, big brother, bro. He said. <laughs> Say, I do a song with Coldplay, then you go and do a song with Coldplay. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Um, Yeah, and the rest of the songs, I just thought they were so catchy and different um, from anything that was even around at that time. And it's definitely stood the test of time nowadays. Like, you listen to this and it still sounds fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, And songs like Violet Hill like they sound they were like five years ahead of their time then you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i get what you mean like this entire album is so like from the future at that point and they drew on so many influences mm. like i think i think it was sem- uh, uh cemeteries of london they had like some flamenco guitar like uh like claps and like pop beats and some mm-hmm. some Spanish influences and stuff. It was really yeah. you know, like quite a, a, a quite an amalgamation of of uh, of fucking what's the word I'm looking for? Styles, yeah, cultures, rhythms. Yeah, I no. Um, so. This for me, like they did it. They did the thing of like, like yeah, almost exactly like structured with angles. They went. They kept their their um identity but like added something you know what i mean like yeah. for, for me viva la vida keeps that identity from the trilogy but adds something yeah and then yeah, from yeah. there they like step over the mark you know like come down machine and then like miles a lot you know what i mean yeah like not quite on the same thing but like they kind of they're like oh, okay we can do anything now which is fair enough they can do what they want but for me this is really up there from them like because they just add to their sound so well and add so many layers and yeah. stuff here. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the centerpiece of this album, Viva La Vida, you just, I feel like you can't not like it. It's such a, mm-hmm. such a catchy song. And actually, I uh, did a bit of research because I was like, I mean, obviously, Chris Martin's not singing through a first-person point <laughs> of view. Yeah. I was like, that was the problem when you're a kid singing along to it. You're like, the minute I held the kid and the walls came down on me, what's, what's happening? A castle stand? What, what the hell is going on? But um, from from the source that I'll post in the notes, it said that it's an interpretation of King Louis's last speech. Louis, yeah. Louis. Because he's French, yeah. King Louis, yeah. Okay, Frenchwood. I, yeah. I don't know about him or what his last speech was. So that um that album cover is um I think it's actually just a painting. They just yeah. nabbed, so I don't know how they got away with that. I mean, they're I know they're they're Coldplay. They, <laughs> they go, are what? Coldplay. <laughs> we are Coldplay. <laughs> the next album cover is just gonna be like fucking Van Mona like Lisa. Van Gogh portrait, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we yeah we bought it or whatever. Yeah, we bought it, bought it, scanned it through a copier to make it an album cover, and then we, we shredded it. What do you we took the Mona Lisa off the wall so we could put it through our photocopier. And then we just threw it in a skip. What did you fucking think, lads? Um, I can't remember my fucking point. Oh, yeah, the painting, that's like, um, that's an uh, image of like French uh, freedom fires during like the French Revolution and stuff. Okay. And, um, Someone studies history, so <laughs> but no, um, it's basically like there's a 
well, mine's a bit higher, like Viva La Vida. So I don't want to, you know, go into too much detail. But there's like the idea. A lot of the romanticism around the French Revolution is like liberty and all that stuff. So Viva La Vida is like the most obvious one. Talking, you know, they talks. Yeah, he's from King Louis the fifteenth. Oh, is it? Oh no, I think he's sixteenth. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then. Violet Hill as well has some political sentiments. I think they say, like, he's talking about, like, bringing down the establishment and all that. But the rest of it, liberty is, like, such a good, um, like, theme to draw on because songs like Strawberry Swing, where it's more of just, like, a, oh, you're reminiscing. I was telling you earlier about how, like, it, the riff and the vocals at the same time both take you as, it's as if you're on a strawberry swing with your pals or whatever, yeah. Um, that's still got that theme of like liberty because you're like taken back to this younger time when you're more free or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that whole idea of liberty, they like picked it really, really well. And it's got some of Chris Martin's best like lyrics on it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I thought strawberry swing was like the closest song to life and technicolor with words as it got. Yeah. Because it's nice and like, yeah, like catchy and happy, like, um, like life and technicolor. But yeah, like, the notes for this album, for me, are mostly the same. It's just, like, big booms and a lot of styles put together <laughs> and just, you know, like, catchy uh, riffs and hooks and, like, just a fucking infinite amount yeah. of layers and production. And Everyday life, it's like they threw the styles, gave each song a style, then just put a song on top of it. Mm. Whereas this, they wrote a song and then they had the creativity to be, like, Oh, well, this could work with it. Yeah, they drew yeah, They probably in. tried something that didn't work rather than just throwing shit at a wall and seeing that all of it sticks because <laughs> they're cold plays so they yeah. can put anything on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not, you know, not a huge amount of detail for this album. It's just mm -hmm. that it's like, like, it carries a like a motif throughout the whole thing and it, like, fits, uh, fits and flows really well. But, um, yeah like a very nice sounding album mm -hmm. which i gave uh <coughs> seven out of ten that's fair enough that's fair enough yeah i'll um i'll get on to that in a mo but um rush the blood to the head this was one which was like it was third and then i was gonna put it lower and then i was looking through it, i was like oh, holy yeah actually like i really like this album so i felt like i was being harsh the main thing that was for me was hitting me is that the track listing feels so, like, um, like janky. Like, uh, most of the songs I take away, like, oh, I like the songs, but it felt odd going from Politic, which is so, so sort of, like, experimental in comparison to Parachutes mm -hmm. and really expansive. They go straight into In My Place, which is just, like, this pop song. Yeah, basically. yeah, pop rock. For yeah, sure. basically. Yeah. And then go to God's Put, Put a Smile on Your Face which is kind of more of a spooky, like the opening chords of the sort of like mm -hmm. spooky and stuff like that. And then to the scientist, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it just felt like they were sort of like jumping about the place. It's a very interesting observation. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. So that was one for me where like the listening experience of the album as a whole, that sort of took away from it, even though I think the songs are definitely like either almost as, or at least as strong as the, you doing all right with your yogurt there, mate? Yeah. <laughs> or at least as strong as the albums I put above it. Um, yeah, Politic was one of my favourites for me. Like, that was one where I remember 
it ha- like I remember hearing it like as a child, but now listening to it with everything I've listened to before and just stuff like that, it was it was just a banging track. You mm. know, what I mean? it's one of those where like when you're a kid, it's because it's not catchy, it doesn't stick with you. But listening to it now, I was like, oh, it's like there's a lot of dynamic changes which really work. Um, there wasn't much melodic change, but they nail the production and the dynamic changes, so it works as a track. Um, in my place, absolute banger. No oh, more, no yeah, I know, mate. Said. That opening drum. <coughs> oh my, like yeah. so simple, but when the lovely, lovely, like tone they've got on it, like, like on that track, they've managed to nail the perfect tone where it's like they're they're clearly in a studio, but you could play it in an arena and it would have the same like tones of the drums yeah. just like over everything and then that riff is just like so so perfect yeah love that song yeah. um and then i had warning sign as a as one of my favorite ones that's one where i've actually been jamming out like because i kind of that's one where like i totally forgot existed because it's on sort of the back towards the back end of the album and it gave me like country vibes i don't know if you remember that song but the opening chords are really like swingy and then there's like a violin that comes in during the verse and stuff and it, it did give me like you know sort of almost not quite like southern rock but like you know like a like Tennessee vibes or whatever and okay fair it takes you to that place as we know we like Kings of Leon so you know that was <laughs> I was fond of that and I was also thinking like oh shit that's one thing where I don't think we've ever even like broached thinking about like country you know what I mean like yeah. we're trying to like bring more influences in the stuff and I was like oh shit Coldplay we're like using sort of not like a they're not making like a country song that's that right but the, the, you know there's sort of a vibe to it and I think it works well um yeah the main thing for me that takes away from it is that track listing and like they've they've gone more experimental but politic works so well that I think they could have gone like pushed the button a bit more and like still have in my place scientists they're like classics you know what i mean but they could have like you know some of the other songs which are weaker uh what did i have yeah like i'm not that big a fan of clocks i don't know if you like clocks but I'm are you really joking? not that big a fan of clocks fuck off and uh <laughs> and daylight what? as well not like the clocks they need to you know go more experimental but um sorry i just yeah no <laughs> yeah, fucking pounded your knee <laughs> i didn't feel like a brush it felt like a hit after i said uh not a big fan of clocks. I can't but. believe that. Fuck. <laughs> Just gonna say, um, but I gave it a seven out of ten. Still, so still, okay, a, big, still a big fan of the album as a whole. But shares, that's very surprising. Oh my god, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take a minute to fucking go over that. You're shook. Yeah, no, it just doesn't, like, like yeah, times not infinite or whatever. You know, use time while you've got it. Like that's cool and whatever. It just it just doesn't capture me that much. And I don't yeah, think the piano yeah. riff is catchy, but there's too much of it. If that makes sense, they need yeah. more. They need more. More. I would prefer if there's more to it. That song. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, yeah a, that's that's okay. Yeah, I can deal with that. Right. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's fine. So. Will we go on to the top yes. albums just now? I'll, um, the number ones, because then number twos are... Well, that's oh, what okay. We well, so, yeah, we, we can say it at the same time. I don't think it'll be the same one, but should we... I'll count down to it's two It's definitely one. not the same. Okay. Oh, but it's a, it's a 
Oh, no, it's definitely not the same. I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay, well, my top was Viva La Vida. So, <laughs> okay. and yours was a Russian Blitz there. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do that countdown. <laughs> That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, uh, well, we both have parachutes at two, so we can yeah. we can bond over that. Yeah, know? that's fine. Um, what are your like uh, thoughts on a rush of blood to the head? No parachutes. Parachutes go through parachutes. At two, oh right, saying, okay. Yeah. We're still okay. Yeah, I've already covered Russian blood. I don't think you even need to say anything about it. To be honest, I've covered. No, no, I bought it. Today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, parachutes. No, um, yeah, uh, parachutes is like. Like, in terms of uh, debut album, it's so good, especially for being a band from, you know, that started, like, mid-90s. And then, like, damn, it's such a... Yeah, when you look at the uh, track listing as well, there's actually a lot of, you know, good songwriting in there, especially for for a young Coldplay. And I thought what they managed to do, and I kind of listened to this album and got... A taste of Coldplay from this is that when Chris Martin wrote his guitar chords, he uses a lot of open chords. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is you know like very evident in Yellow, like that opening chord is open, and he uses a lot of kind of uh, uh, different tunings for the guitars as well, which which again adds to the like richness of it. So I realized from then how they like to write their songs and uh, Chris is like a multi-instrumentalist obviously so he um, yeah. uh, he plays piano and uh, guitar as well so he'll like, kind of switch back and forth but for this album they managed to mix th- uh, the use of electric and acoustic guitar together quite well that was um, for what is primarily like, a rock band yeah you know? yeah I, th- I, f- I found like yeah they're mixed yeah basically exactly what you said they're mixing between electric acoustic never feels like a bit like jarring whereas a lot of the time it can feel weird going from an acoustic to electric yeah yeah yeah. so (coughs) some of the highlights for me was like spies which Mm -hmm. is a rich like vibrant song love the um like the tom riff on that you know when he's on the ride during the verse and he just rolls down the toms like so the tuning of the toms is perfect it's so deep you know what i mean like the toms are so deep yeah that's really it's really good. I quite liked um, the use of the guitar pedal effects because they had like, it almost sounds like the note was reversed from the guitar. So like a very clever use of of pedal effects there. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, also um, Chris Martin's, this is like maybe vocally, I think he's come up with more catchy riffs and definitely, but like maybe vocally some of his best stuff, like melodically, if that makes sense. Okay. Like yeah. on Spies, like that vol- falsetto he hits, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. That's my best <laughs> He has such a mad vocal range. It's mm-hmm. just like, he can, like his falsetto is so pretty, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A, a, for you and the listeners as well, you should search up um, Yellow, but, like, the acapellas of it, because uh, before I listened to the acapellas, I never quite realised the, like, there's more vocal layers than what I thought there is. Okay. And... What about me as well? I didn't know that. Come on. You said for you, the listeners. No, I'm saying for you and the listeners. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like... uh, like you can get 
like DIY uh, kind of acapellas, which is like someone tries to phase out the instruments, which never really works. But this is like straight from the studio, like straight yeah. from the producer's computer. And it's so crisp. And just hearing, he even does stuff like, he sings into the mic, but he does like uh, quavers and like really shallow breaths. And you can hear like every detail of him mm. singing One thing, the song. I guess I didn't go into detail enough with like the intimacy part. You know, when I was saying like magic is good. He does, <coughs> he does this sometimes. Like he do, do stuff with his voice where it's like, you can't quite hear it break, but you can hear like, it's straining a little bit almost mm-hmm. and it just it's just like it's kind of like charming you know what i mean yeah like it's he's not a perfect singer but like he is like he's a very good singer and offers you can identify his voice yeah anywhere pretty much so, yeah. yeah um so yeah listen to that yellow acapella because it's so mm-hmm. like like especially when the um like another kind of theme they they use for quite um for quite a lot of their albums is they'll do like the chorus normally and then the second chorus will be like a a harmonized to add some more depth or or like be like a progression from the previous chorus Mm -hmm. and for the yellow uh chorus they do it where it's like chris is singing like completely solo apart from like there are backup vocals but um the uh, main vocals just like uh, soloed and then the uh, second chorus he does like a really nice harmony and you didn't even realize when you listen to the song that it's there it's just anyway I'm rambling on about the acapella <laughs> yeah but, no that's fair enough um, it's a, it's a cl- yeah like I'm presuming yellow's in your favorite song yeah, yeah yellow's yeah, like probably <coughs> my top Coldplay song ever but it's you know that's very it's definitely my favorite like hit from them you know oh I mean? it's just it's so good yeah 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 and then yeah, some of the others. I liked Parachutes, which is just 45 seconds, and it's just... Yeah, I um, yeah, I thought it was, like, a really, like, pretty guitar line. And, um, again, his vocals are, you know, tip-top for the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, um, he's serenading the listener for, <laughs> mm-hmm. for, uh, um... No, Siri, f- we're not talking to you. F- for, <laughs> for under a minute. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And my last mention is Everything Is Not Lost is a song that sounds like it influenced... Well, it sounds like like it should be from the um, Songs About Jane album from Maroon 5. Right, okay, and yeah. I know what the album you mean. Yeah. I have to say I'm not too well-versed you in... Know, uh, no, no, like it sounds like... Disco, uh, but yeah. Like, yeah, like it sounds like a Maroon Five uh, kind of influence, almost like okay, it's one yeah. of those songs that oh, they right, were like, yeah, "Oh yeah. shit, this is," you know, we'll uh, throw this into the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, Adam Levine's kind of thinking about it like he's a similar singer in that he's not he's not like um, how would you say like typically like amazing. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't go on all these mental runs and stuff, but he's got a really good range mm-hmm. and. He can layer a song quite well and think of like a catchy yeah. vocal line, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just all I can add to that is Shiver is an absolute yeah, cheer. Yeah, Shiver's that, uh, that little guitar bit in the verse just, just hits different is all I can say. <laughs> it's different. Like when I, um, because Parachutes was like, I think well, it must be like the first album that I can remember. Like I can just about remember Rush of Blood to the Head. 
and then X and Y is like the proper nostalgia. So this is just like a bit too early. So like going through this, I didn't really remembered much of it. And then I listened to Shiver. I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely <laughs> mental. Yeah, it's a really good song. Yeah, yeah. That's a banging song. Uh, so I put, yeah, we both had that second. I gave it a 7.5. Yeah, I gave it a 7. A 7? Yeah. Okay, bro. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair. So <coughs> now it's our tops. So um, you had Russian Blood to the Head. Yeah. And I had Viva La Vida. I'll only add a few things which, well, I mean, you brought up the interesting point of the track listing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for me, like, so especially because this is their second album, I straight away, because I listen to their Discord, like, in order. Yeah. Um, so I straight away listening to Politic realized that like it really set the tone for the rest of the album because it's a bit more like grunge you know what I mean like they have a bit more like d- like a uh, more beef about them yeah. yeah it does it is um I thought it really sounded like um some parts sounded like um like they were off of Absolution by Muse I don't know if you've ever listened to that oh no I have yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot yeah, of it fair enough they're another band where it's just like from that you know just post Radiohead generation yeah but, uh, yeah no they who Muse as a band had like a bit more I was gonna say a bit more about them not like that like uh yeah like a bit more heaviness to them mm-hmm. and I thought that was yeah that, I thought that was cool especially for the opening track to just like set the tone yeah. I can see what you mean yeah I suppose definitely yeah next to Parachutes thinking about it like Parachutes is a bit more like you know poppy and mm-hmm. glitzy or whatever so yeah, this is more of, like, rock with a capital R. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I picked up on for the whole of this album was the production on the drums versus the guitar was that the drums typically had more of, like, a lo-fi sound to them, like, yeah, slightly a, kind of... There was, um, I, there was a... Oh, there was a... I can't remember the songs. There was a couple tones, like, I noticed during the songs that were, like, they're really, like... Low in the mix, not in a bad way, but like they're just you know yeah yeah. Almost, so, yeah like the opening to in my place is with the drums and like it's really a stark contrast when you hear. I mean, the recording of the drums is not bad quality, but it is lo-fi, and then like the the uh, guitar comes in and it sounds hi-fi and almost like HD compared to the drums. You know, mm-hmm. like it sounds. <laughs> The uh, drum sounds like a YouTube video that hasn't buffered yet, whereas the fucking guitar is like, you know... 1080p. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> like, it, like, it sounds like that. Um, and, yeah, my favourites, The Scientist, obviously, like, oh, fuck. It's just... Like, could you imagine writing that song? Oh, my God. I can't mm. even fucking... Oh, man. <laughs> That's like Sasha's tearing up in front of me thinking about <laughs> a that. Top yeah. tier Coldplay song. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, clogs. I don't know why you don't like that song, mate. It's just No, I like this like uh, the, the, we're getting to the point where it's like not not pretty much none of the songs like I hate them. Mm-hmm. It was just okay. like uh, it's not as strong as some of the other songs. When he said tides that I tried to swim against, are you just not like oh my god <laughs> 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 Nah but um yeah, so my like top three are probably yeah uh, scientists in my place and clocks. Uh, but interestingly, uh, God put a smile upon my face 
is the song that I think of when I think about uh, this album, which is really weird because it's such a. That's yeah, that's fair enough. I probably would have like I would think of like a politicker or God put a smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's kind of what I was thinking when I was saying the track listing. It's like I would I would think of this as this yeah this sort of heavier push away from parachutes, mm-hmm. but then you've got politic which sort of fits that and then in my place probably could just be on parachutes you know if they just thought of it yeah and then um the scientist like brings it right back again so it's just it's it's only really up to um like clocks where i was like okay yeah that's fair enough like from here the track list is fine i'm not shitting on clocks anymore don't worry (laughs) uh um from that point the track list was like fine it was just the opening for you yeah who which are all banging tracks but Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I gave the album an eight out of ten. Uh huh. That's but fair. The no, actually, I'll I'll come back to a wrap up after you. Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. Viva La Vida. Um, similar to you, like I'll just cover Viva La Vida. Like most of what I said, like um, the first time, is a lot of it. So like, I really enjoy. I think thematically, this has like, although it's some of it's a bit like plain as day. Like, like I was saying about, like, Liberty and then, like, Viva La Vida's from the perspective of... Like, even if you didn't know, that's pretty obvious. He's talking about, like, a falling king or ruler or whatever. Um, I think it is, like... It's a pretty powerful theme and concept that they actually use quite well. And um, the string the string work on this, for the most part, is, like, uh, like really good. Like, they've mm. incorporated it really well into a sound. Going from... It's weird... I find it weird that they went from X and Y to Viva La Vida and then Milo Zelot. You know what I mean? It would almost feel like... It will feel more natural, I think, if they went, like, Viva La Vida, at starting to add those sort of string segments, which don't... they. If anything, they just sort of add a bit of beef to, like, that sort of, those sort of rocky tones we're talking about. Then X and Y, where it gets a bit more spacey, then Milo Zelot, where it's all out pop, basically. You know what I mean? I think, um... What happened there was, like, they swung really far to the left and then really far to the right, and then they're like, whoa, let's just go down the middle for Milo Zelotto. Yeah, you know, yeah, and basically. They just went, like, two polar fucking opposite scales. <coughs> and they are like, whoa, let's just, you know, bring everything <laughs> back. They just grabbed everything and pulled it back to the centre. Yeah, no, um, but there's a lot of... They keep a lot of the sort of... Um, like, like, politic is, like, five minutes, whatever, and they keep... Uh, there's a few of those tracks which are sort of a longer in length and but keep your interest a few different sections expansive the strings for the most part sort of add a bit of beef and the production's all good yeah no for me it's i think it, i think it is their uh their best work imo and i think chris martin's i i yeah i think earlier in his work his melodies are maybe like better but they're like as catchy as they've got on here and I think his songwriting like use, the use of metaphors and stuff is this or Russia Blood to the Head to be his strongest so yeah yeah fair enough well that was a fair troll that was probably some of the most I've had to work for one of these videos because The Strokes is just less albums and yay like I knew most of that like you know like the back of my hand anyway mm-hmm. so whereas um, this was a bit more a bit more interesting I yeah what did you give that album out of 10? That was an 8 for me. An 8? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you think about it, one of the biggest bands 
like literally ever one of like a band that has been with me for my like entire life I've listened to you know who um headline Glastonbury after one album yeah you know what I mean and the highest they can yeah the highest from me is an eight which is a bit like what the fuck happened there and I, mm-hmm. and I was actually surprised because I thought that like the first three at least I would have given like you know between nines and maybe even like close to tens. I did think there would be one or two where in there I was like, okay, this is like an undeniable. It's like an essential, you know. What yeah. I mean? Whereas I wouldn't. I, yeah, four like, the biggest, definitely the biggest like UK band of the last twenty years. Yeah. It doesn't feel. None of this really feels like an essential. Yeah, like most I was, of it, you can cherry pick songs mm-hmm. as essentials in their discog. But part of this was like, well, I'm just gonna listen to this entire discog and buy the vinyl of whatever <laughs> album I think is the best but I don't even yeah. want to buy a Rush of Blood to the Head on vinyl because it's yeah. like it's like, a cool cover yeah, to have yeah. the B-side problem's a huge issue and I think from doing this I've dissected the fact that they always have one song that's like a huge banger that yeah. everyone listens to and then they have like the B side, which is just like, like if you get that far, well done. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're actually but, uh, listening to us rather than just the big hits, yeah. But yeah, like imagine if there was an album, like say their first album was Yellow, The Scientist, Clocks, Fix You, uh, Viva La Vida, uh, Paradise, Magic, get Magic on there. Yeah, buddy. Magic and. <laughs> You know, fucking adventure of a lifetime. And midnight as an outro. Yeah, <laughs> like imagine that was their first album. It would yeah. be like, holy shit, this is like pretty close to a ten. Yeah. Whereas they've distributed the bangers over each album, mm-hmm. which I felt gave me the false premise of like, whoa, like every album <coughs> is gonna be like top tier, but it wasn't. Yeah, this is and part of the reason. Yeah, like um, I put Viva La Vida right up there is because that's one of the few with like a strong aesthetic and it feels like they went into an idea for the whole album. They went in with like a theme yeah, for the whole album yeah, rather yeah. than we can get a few, like a few songs out of this and then we'll just have to throw in a couple like fix use and, you know, like throw in the scientist <laughs> in there and it just yeah. keep it going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, uh, yeah, if I'm being honest, like listening to the discog was, I felt like, dragging my balls through glass at some point like <laughs> yeah i'm really i was like I, so i did hell. um parachutes rush of blood to the head and then i just did everyday life and i was like okay i'm just gonna get these out of <laughs> so i did everyday life head full of dreams everyday life was somehow worse than i imagined it could be yeah. and then head full of dreams i was like i can i know now why i never revisited this ever so yeah. it's just like yeah like my my worst to best for the top for the first four was just going backwards in their discography. Yeah, literally. yeah. So. Well, I started off at Parachute and finished at Everyday Life. Yeah. So that you was can a fucking troll. <laughs> How depressing would that be? Like, so I did a head full of dreams. I was like, Jesus, that was like one of the fucking worst <laughs> listens that I've ever done. Yeah. And then, when I looked at the track listing for Everyday Life, I saw Orphans, I was like, oh, like I, like I fucking forgot about that song for a good year. <laughs> then I saw the, like, fucking Arabic scroll, and I was like, this is, 
like I've seen oh, so fucking all like, I need to see. They're edgy now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like, I was like, what is this going to be? Then I thought that I saw the track listing. Well, I, so I saw Daddy. I was like, right, okay. Like, there's no situation, <laughs> no matter how old you are, where you say Daddy and it's not, like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. weird. And also, like, the... Like, I thought it said WAP, but it's... <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's not like W O T P or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I was like, they were the original WAP. <laughs> so I was just like, this is not gonna go well, is it? And yeah, the first three, I was like, kill me now. Broken had me like jigging down the street, and yeah. then the rest, I was like, honestly, like, like I'm so close to dying. So that really made me question my liking of Coldplay. But that's what I mean with the cherry picking. So, what I was talking about, right, actually, I'll see if I can expose some publications here, because this is a crime. <laughs> I, um, I searched, like, uh, like, as I was doing my rankings, I was like, oh, I wonder, like, I'm actually really struggling. I wonder what everyone else thinks. So, Trettleman, trettleman.medium.com, don't trust a word they say. They put, uh, ghost stories last us, fair enough. Head for the dreams, X and Y, parachutes. But top, they put everyday life. Fucking hell. I actually did watch some video on YouTube that was like, this is their most promising fucking experimental album, reminiscent of like Radiohead and, you know, they're making big moves. And I was like, bro, it's definitely <laughs> not what they're doing right now. <laughs> Believe me. That's what they did like 20 years ago, mate. Not now. It was... No. No. I was just like, oh, like it's such a shame. I hope they come back with one more album that's like a send-off. Because I feel like, well, yeah, being over 20 years in the game, I feel like they need to top everyday life, which, which it's not very hard. Yeah. <laughs> but... Oh, can they? I just They want, can't finish on that. I just know? want them to be a band again, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like a... A, a pop collective f- driven by Chris Martin, you know what I mean? They cannot finish on a head full of... You know that um, guy who's like, um, what's his name? Brendan Urie. But when when he goes on songs, it's like Brendan Urie from Panic! at the Disco. Mm-hmm. The next Coldplay album is just going to be like Chris Martin and Coldplay. Or yeah. such, and the Coldplay or something, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, oh God. Yeah, it's just rough, but mm-hmm. they still have... Holy shit, some, so Canto Crusher 151 on Reddit put a Russian bullet to the head bottom. Milo Zilotto first, Head for the Dream second. <laughs> we like, yeah, we don't need to read anymore. This is, uh, this is pretty rough. Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, like I was saying, like I was reading through Reddit, obviously it's the general public, so it's a bunch of psychos, but it's pretty mixed, to be fair. So um, Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, like, with... With the strokes, it was like it was probably going to be one of the first two, and then angles is up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, is like there's my beautiful Doctor Who fantasy, and then like late registration and college dropout. Generally, the three you'd pick as like the biggest. But yeah, no, this was like fully just like I have no idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No idea what people think. So. Yeah. So. The future's looking dim for them, but I hope that they, like, genuinely, I do hope they come back with one more album that's, like, six, like, six out of ten, yeah, or yeah, yeah. seven, and then just, 
you know, if they want to end it there, then sound, but, uh, yeah, no, the, the way that I felt while listening to the Discog made me kind of sad, because I, I did think that I love this band so much, but now it's like, the psychological trauma that I've been through listening to the last like three albums, you know, like, like I don't know if I can forgive that. So I, really, I just yeah, like Coldplay were getting hate well before like the, the those like N three albums, uh-huh. and at that point you're like by like Milo's I lot you're like okay they're tailing off a bit but you know they're still like a bit yeah, of yeah a, they're still in it bit of a classic and then those last series just they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's a trilogy of like shite that they come, you know, like they come back with a newer style. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like actually cool. Yeah, there's the first trilogy, Viva La Vida, um, Milo's a lot of then the trilogy of <laughs> trilogy of a trough of shit and then Yeah. Yeah, another couple bangers. So it's gonna be a while before I even think about Coldplay <laughs> and then slowly yeah. start reintroducing the cherry pick songs so. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but all yeah. in all like doing this whole discog review like I'm listening to more of these kind of uh, bands and artists that we're uh, looking to do and I'm just like there's so much that I'm gaining in terms of like experience of listening to music that I wouldn't like so if it wasn't for the podcast I wouldn't do this kind of exploring otherwise so it's yeah. really interesting it's kind of, it kind of sounds weird because like, like we said a million times like biggest band the last two decades probably mm-hmm. but like i don't know how many people like well they might have listened to the albums you know like parachutes and rush of blood to the head or even i don't well first i don't know how many people listen to the new one but i don't know how many people have gone through like just listen to the album they're sitting because they are such like a cherry pick band yeah but i feel like those like the three our top three are all you know fairly worth just listening to it as an album yeah, you know I mean, yeah. From there, it's kind of like you know, you do you or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's surprising. Tread yeah. with caution. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, so this is our third instalment of worst to best. So, what we're hoping to do, technically, still this week. Although we promised that last week, so <laughs> I'll say who knows. We've had a rough like, couple who, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can tell by my voice, we've had a rough couple of weeks. But um, yeah, so. The next one should be revealing, well, making a ranking of all the albums we've done so far. Mm. So the entire Yay, Strokes, Coldplay, Discog, and we'll throw the New King's Leon album in there. And and then reacting to each other's rankings <laughs> with maybe a little bit of drinking involved. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I, cause I can picture my list right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Just Coldplay... Everything else, you know what I mean? I feel like that's roughly how it's gonna go. Right? Yeah, no, we'll 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 get into that uh we'll get into that later this week. Yes, yeah, but yeah. Nice knowing you. Thanks again for tuning in. Peace out, motherfucker. All right.